the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black on the Money Channel. Now, here's Rob. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money, the podcast. February 17, 2011. Interesting times, right? This whole uh, Middle East youth revolt. It's showing us a lot. Wall Street doesn't seem to care about the oil prices coming out of the Middle East. So if anything, it's been less than overwhelming to the energy prices, which I, I you know, if you were a betting man, you and I both would have said that we would have thought oil would have responded by going much higher. Now, oil's up a buck today, sitting at $86.42. But for the better part of the day, when the day started with Asia and Europe and obviously the Middle East and hearing what we've heard from tensions elevating after shooting in Bahrain, you would have thought oil would have been higher. So Wall Street's taking it in stride. In fact, Wall Street opened weaker today and then moved up 38 points. It's still got a couple of minutes before the end of the close. The Dow's doing well. The Nasdaq's doing well. The S P 500 doing well. So all the indices are doing well. Stocks are hovering near highs. Feds charge 111 people in a massive Medicare fraud today. I thought that was kind of interesting. Clearly, we need to see more of that. When you're talking about people stealing millions of money in taxpayers' dollars, we need to see. We need to put fear in people from theft. Airlines are rolling back their latest fare increases. I love this story. Major airlines are rolling back a fare increase of up to $120 per round trip on tickets favored by business travelers. Delta raised the fares Monday and other major airlines went along, but fare trackers say that U.S. Airways had second thoughts. They dropped the fare increase on Wednesday, and then everyone kind of jumps back on. The airlines have been raising prices, and if you haven't booked a flight recently, do. And I think you're going to see, holy crap, Batman, (laughs) it's expensive. So... That's just some of the thoughts that are out there today. I've been teasing this for a while, so I do want to talk about it for sure. Later in the podcast, uranium. This is something nuclear-oriented. I'm going to talk about some of the pros and some of the cons, some of the investments inside of it. Uh, Last night, NVIDIA reported a pretty good first quarter, 29 cents a share. Intel basically had a big settlement with NVIDIA, and that was partially why they had such a great quarter. But NVIDIA did issue upside for the first quarter, and some things that NVIDIA has done recently well is they're starting to get more penetrated. And what I mean by that is they're now involved in more areas. So they used to be just kind of a graphic processing unit company, um, a GPU. They've got the CPU up and going. They've got chipsets out there. On top of it, they're trying to get into phones, and they're getting into phones. They're in servers. They're in high-end servers. 
So I kind of like what I'm seeing from NVIDIA as far as diversification of product goes. On top of it, they're in some other areas like tablets. So they have some upside. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to note, just as the old desktop started getting stale and competition was just fierce with them and ATI, which has been acquired by AMD, some new opportunities have come out of ultimately nowhere and, and help the company reinvent themselves. So, like I said, they've got product and workstations and parallel computer processors and smartphones and tablets. And if you look at their lower margin mix of GPUs and chipset revenues, they've done a nice job. Now, they've got some headwinds and some competition that's going to come after them and go and come after some of that goodwill that I'm talking about, including Qualcomm Text Instruments and Intel. Uh, they will catch up with the company. So keep that in mind. I just throw that out there for you. CBS reported a quarter where broadcasting TV station uh, ad revenue was up 28%. Really helped by $100 million in political advertising. So radio revenue was up 14% ahead of Clear Channel. Entertainment revenue beat uh, with CBS Broadcast Network ad revenue up 8%. So as the economies come back, so has companies like CBS. So Showtime, one of their cable networks, had more subscriber growth versus declines that we saw at HBO. So analysts are raising the price target a couple dollars on CBS. Its highest price target I've seen is about $21, to be quite honest with you. It's nothing exciting. Some key economic data that came out today tied towards food inflation with CPI. The CPI came out and there was some food inflation and food represents about 8% of our total paycheck. So we don't want to see too much food inflation. Now food is volatile. Um, we had a really tough year in producing it. We've had floods, we've had freezes, we've had fires in Russia, situations along those lines. So food is a problem this year. Probably going to be a good planting season. Farmers tend to overplant when prices are high and they tend to remedy. They tend to take care of it. So we'll see. Initial jobless claims for the week came in ending February 12th, 408,000. The prior number was 383,000. This continues to be a good solid set of numbers. Uh, so we feel good about that. There's a lot of positives in the market. One of the things I really want to talk about is uranium. In large part, there's an imbalance in supply and demand remains with us. And it's very similar to that rare earth story, which, again, rare earths really aren't that rare. They're poorly titled, uh, but they are important to the production of things like airlines, airplanes, and missiles. So there's a lot of hype right now. And it began last summer when China announced it was drastically cutting its exports. It's put stocks like Molycorp, Tickersville, MCP, and Rare Element Resources, REE, on the map. The story involving the rare earth market, as well as the separate companies involved with it, has been circulating for quite some time, and it's garnered a lot of attention. Now, the industry that I want you to pay attention to here is uranium. Supplies of uranium are expectedly they're going to fall significantly short of demand in the coming years as countries like China and other emerging economies look to stockpile resources. At the same time that this is occurring, one significant source of uranium is set to expire in 2013 when the megatons to megawatts program uh, basically comes undone. I'll talk about that a little bit later. 
looking ahead, countries like China, India, and Russia have aggressive plans to build out new carbon-friendly nuclear power plants as urbanization rates increase and their economies continue to grow at rapid rates. China alone is expected to build 120 reactors over the next five years. The convergence of this expanding demand and decreased supply of uranium, which powers nuclear, sets up a bullish outlook for uranium prices, the miners that produce it. So I thought it'd be helpful to give you some names real quickly that highlight the best of the best in uranium. First and foremost, Kamiko is the best. Ticker symbol is CCJ. It's the highest quality name, sheer size, diversification. It's got numerous properties and operations. It's got a nice capitalization. The fact that it's already producing a considerable amount of uranium, it's considered the best. Then you get into Denison Mines, ticker symbol DNN, and they're a great financial performer. Vast array of exploration projects underway. The knock on them is that their production falls short year over year, and they just they don't seem to pull it out of the ground fast. A company called Uranium Energy. It's a tier two kind of name, so it's breaking even in 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 business. But they just began ramping production. Ticker symbol is UEC. Then you start getting into really smaller properties like Uranez Energy. Ticker symbol URZ. UR Energy, ticker symbol URG. Uh, they're a small property. They got one small property. So it's a very speculative name. Uh, then you get in the final one, Crosshairs Exploration Mining, CXZ. It's under $5 stock. And it's got various stakes and projects in Wyoming. And it's reported positive drilling results in Canada on February 8th. So they could be a potential. But again, Kamiko is the name to play or Denison Mines. For decades, the word nuclear power has been considered taboo and off-limits when contemplating sources of new energy. So the mere thought of Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, the mere thought of building more nuclear power plants, you know, it seems dangerous and maybe even irresponsible to a lot of people. The cause of the fear, you know, Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania, Chernobyl, the damage inflicted on the population from Three Mile Island has been difficult to quantify. But higher rates of infancy deaths and potentially more cancer diagnosis in the region tell you something did, did probably happen. The devastation from Chernobyl was a lot more severe, and it's estimated as many as 4,000 deaths were attributed to the accident. The fallout from you know, this event, these two events, you know, has the public support for new reactors saying, not in my backyard. So in the United States, the number of reactors under construction declined every year from 1980 to 1984. And there were 51 reactors scheduled for construction that were just flat out canceled. So, you know, since these catastrophes, government safety requirements have become much, much more stringent. Construction times were significantly lengthened to correct any safety issues and design deficiencies that may have existed. Some skittishness still exists, though. And especially in the United States, public sentiment around the rest of the world has become more accepting of nuclear power. So the fact is, compared to coal, uranium is vastly superior in terms of its energy efficiency. To put that into context, one pound of uranium could produce energy for 20,000 pounds of coal with a fraction of the carbon output you know, for the uh, environment. Advanced technologies, engineering improvements, new plant designs, they've all allowed nuclear power to be competitive with coal and natural gas-fired generators. 
Now, relative to coal and natural gas, uranium is still cheap. It's estimated that uranium accounts for less than 10% of the cost of generating electricity in a nuclear reactor versus up to 65% in a natural gas-fired plant and 20% in a coal-based plant. Now, the upside of nuclear power is it's hard to ignore. You know, the demand for carbon-neutral power is rapidly escalating. You're seeing more countries urbanize and economic growth in China, Russia, and India. China currently has 28 nuclear reactors in production with dozens more planning. Russia's got 18 in production. The build-out of nuclear reactors in those aforementioned countries, as well as the rest of the world, is expected to ramp up substantially. Here's a look at some of the numbers. China has, you know, plans to do another 120 reactors over the next few years. India expects to have 20,000 megawatts of nuclear capacity by 2020 and over 60,000 by 2032. And by 2020, it's expected that there will be 570 nuclear reactors in operation worldwide. So this may already be widely understood. Now, again, but to be clear, uranium is the fuel again in nuclear power, okay? The impact that the surge in nuclear power demand will have on uranium prices is expected to be extraordinary. Uranium prices have already moved sharply higher over the past several months. At the end of December, the spot price for uranium stood at 62 bucks, 40 to 55% higher than the price seen in August. The outlook for further rising prices looks quite bullish as well. Uranium demand is estimated to grow from 185 million pounds per year in 2009 to 247 million pounds per year in 2020. However, you know, the same report is projecting that existing mine production will only increase uranium supplies to 210 million pounds per year. Uh, well short of the demand of 247 million pounds. Part of that shortfall is going to be because there's very few reactors um, or being built. So as we ramp up, the inventory for uranium as fuel is going to become a higher demand. It's thought that only about half the uranium demand in the 70s and 80s was derived primarily from mine production. Although some new mines have come online since then, about 70% of the demand is being met by production today. And these existing mines, as they become depleted, many more will need to be started to meet the surge in demand. And that's another reason why more mines will need to begin ramping production soon. Mines could very, very well be the best investment for the world, as far as energy goes, on top of oil, obviously. So we need more coal. We need more uranium. Now, not only are there expected to be enough producing mines to meet demand for the next several years, but the expiration of a program called Megaton Megawatts, it's coming up in 2013. It provides some background on this. This was implemented between Russia and the United States in 1993. The two nations had agreed to convert high enri- highly enriched uranium taken from dismantled Russian nuclear weapons into lowly enriched uranium for nuclear fuel. And through a multi-step process in Russia, the highly enriched uranium is converted into a different chemical form and then diluted into low-enriched uranium that is suitable for fabricating into nuclear power reactor fuel. The U.S., though, you know, an entity called the United States Enrichment Corporation, the USEC, it was publicly traded. I haven't seen it recently. It purchases the material to sell to utility customers. And so, oddly enough, Russian nuclear warheads that once were major threats to our cities started providing half the electricity produced by American power plants. Now, by the time this project is completed in 2013, a staggering 20,000 Russian warheads will have been recycled. It should also be noted that there's an option to extend the agreement through 2020, and it's expected Russia will opt not to do so, instead choosing to keep the material for their own nuclear power plants or sell it to itself uh, or to other governments. So the program was quite a success. The U.S. bought more than $8 billion in purchases, but once the program expires, it's going to leave another gap in the supply 
for uranium fuel in the United States. So, therefore, not only China and India will be seeking increased amounts of uranium, but so too will the U.S. This is why it's turning into a bullish, bullish story. Now, that's all the time I have for today, but tomorrow I'm going to go over the companies one by one. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe Tuesday. I'll go over the companies one by one and really give you the investment ideas in uranium that you have to know. Take care. Have a good day. Um, God bless. Don't forget I got some seminars coming up on the 26th of this month. The 26th of this month, I'm going to be at the Tech Mart in Santa Clara. Tech Mart in Santa Clara. Hopefully I see a couple of you out there. Uh, I would hate, I would hate to have a, f- a flat seminar. Anyhow, I won't, I won't put my psychological issues on you. Love you guys. Hope you're well. Talk to you soon. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.